Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller. This is your host, Scott Needham. Uh, I believe this is my first uh, recording in 2022 and super excited. Uh, this year has got a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, we're going to leave 2021's headaches back there. And this is a year that uh, I just, uh, I'm going to throw out to the world that it's just going to be easier. <laughs> um, but I had a really interesting conversation just a few days ago um, with someone that I just on LinkedIn, you know, he uh, posted a little bit about like uh, some of the challenges about, you know, running a profitable business year over year in the Amazon space. And like the way he, he, he described it, I was like, it's like this is the last eight years of my life. Any any money that you make goes to goes to taxes and and all that. It, it's 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 a kind of an upside down business model in in growing. Uh, the more you grow, the more taxes. Like the more like you just there's there's such a strain on capital. But um, so I want to introduce my guest, Aaron Cordovez, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much, Scott. Appreciate it. Uh, I do have to say your your comment on the LinkedIn was the top comment, and it, it actually it actually made me crack up. Like I read, I started cracking up. I mean, oh, I've been following for a while. I probably listened to at least eighty percent of your your episodes, and it's true. I mean, it's like we feel it. We feel these 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 stresses, and like people say, "Oh my gosh, you sold I don't know how many millions." Like, and and people think like you're you know yeah. you're going around like buying penthouses and Lamborghinis and all stuff. Yeah. And sure, some people buy Lamborghinis if they're no. gonna sell a course to show a Lamborghini. You know what I mean? The, yeah. And like the richest people that I've ever seen in the Amazon space, they're rich when they're able to sell their business. Like that's yeah. the moment that you're actually rich. You're, you're not, if you're in the game, you have so much, like uh, so much of my personal net worth is tied into my selling business. And like, um, I've tried to exit. <laughs> um, oh, okay. It's tricky. And um, you know, there, there's uh, uh you know, I've, I've talked about this many times in the podcast history. Like, there's like certain things that like certainly help your business be profitable. And uh, there's a few things that I see from what you've done that I think it makes an attractive business. We'll cover that because, um, you know, uh, just a little bit of the background, like, you, you know, you're a, a seller, a programmer, and, uh, you know, kind of skipped your way into a really unique position. But um, give... Uh, give the audience a little bit about your background. Um, I, I think, you know, we have a very similar, we, we, we started in programming and then eventually like, uh, you know, as entrepreneurship took over like that, that landed us in, into Amazon. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think that um, in, in this world, what's so, what we're so lucky is that right now we can connect and using just your like intellectual abilities or like you're learning the, the, the combination of what you have in your mind and how you type on your keyboard can make you a millionaire. Whenever was that possible, right? Back yeah. in the day, you'd have to like bust your ass, like build houses, like yeah. dig ditches, like make plumbing, like figure out, like run 300 man team to like, you know, build plumbing. And all. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, we literally I, move our fingers and like make things happen. So we're in such an oppor opportunity. The opportunity is so big right now. And so, um, I started, you know, I was originally, um, got my first like real job, um, back was at 2013 or so. And uh, I was just making, was that, is that right? Is that somebody right? Yeah. That's, uh, had my baby. No, probably 2012, whatever. Around that time period, I got my first job and I was doing pretty good. I was just smart. Cause I don't know. I, I, I didn't, 
I didn't go to college. I didn't like, I just studied what I wanted to study instead of being told what to do. So I felt like I had a little bit more of a quick mind. Yeah. It takes, takes a little bit more discipline to do it that way. You know? Though. Yes. No, it, it was intense and it was very structured. I wasn't on my own, right? I was in, I was in a, an organization and, okay. I, and I had mentors. It wasn't by myself. It just was no college. So uh, I had a job and my wife and I were like, hey, we're going to have kids. And we weren't really making a lot of money. We we're doing a lot of nonprofit. And we said like, wow, how do, how do we do this? So I ended up looking and I got into programming uh, really because I was like, how, what's the fastest way to make money from zero to making like some money, you know? Yeah. And it seemed like programming was the fastest. So I took this class and it was three months of like 90 to 100 hours a week of coding and building and doing yeah. this stuff. Um, and I, and I got out of there with a six figure job. It was, yeah, it was I, blowing. I recommend I've, I've had a few people to jump into these uh, coding boot camps. Um, there, there, there's uh, certainly a lot of them. And you were describing the one that you went to had a very small acceptance rate. Mm-hmm. So pretty impressive mm-hmm. right there. But, um, you know, if, if I'm talking to like some, someone young that like is bright enough to like, and motivated enough, um, boot camps are like, awesome you know mm-hmm. you could jump into like you know starting you know going from like a you know making thirty five thousand dollars a year to like 80 90 100 within six months yeah it's not going to be easy it, but, like, it, but it happens right no, that's what i'm like listen i don't care what the chances i want to know has somebody done it or is this a total scam right yeah and people do say hey that's a scam how do you how could they charge you twenty thousand dollars for a course like those guys are ripping you off i go listen Colleges, I don't know, 100, 200, 300,000, 400,000, depending on the place. And you're leaving with a $50,000 job. Uh, I paid a percentage. Mine, uh, it's called App Academy. They they took 18% of the first year of your salary. So those like, they want to make you, they said on their website, their average salary was $108,000 after leaving. Mm -hmm. I said, that's probably a lie, but I'll go for it. And my first job was 120,000. So anyway. It worked out. It was ridiculous, but it also taught me how algorithms work, how, you know, how you would rank something, how, like, if you think about Amazon, the way Amazon works, you have to have a little bit of a computer mind to understand, well, how would an algorithm work to rank something? How do you want to do something? How important it is to have a main image if you understand that you're going to rank things by a conversion rate. And, and it just got me, I think, a little bit uh, uh, some foundational stuff that would help me. Not that you need to be a programmer, but hey, you're a programmer. I'm a programmer and we're both, you know, quite successful on Amazon. So if you're listening to this and you are a programmer, hey, <laughs> hey, yeah. your chance of success, I would say is really um, high on Amazon. You know, uh, yep. I, I, there, there's certainly a lot of like, it's, it's a very analytical uh, process. Like, and you're on your computer a lot and like kind of what you said. Um, but um Take us to the part where you actually started launching a product to, uh, on Amazon. Yeah. And like, I, this is one of the more impressive uh, private label businesses that, that, I've, that I've seen that's come on the podcast. So super thanks, interesting. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So um, uh, in 2015, after I landed, uh, uh, my, so I got my like first real job. Then I did that for a while. Then I did the coding and then I was programming for a little bit. Then my buddy said, hey, you should take uh, this course. And it was Amazing Selling Machine. Right. It's pro- at that time, it was pretty much the only course that existed. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, 2015, it was like I was ASM five. And again, this may be like over people's heads, like what the hell is ASM? Amazing selling machine. It's like the original 
course of like how to sell on Amazon. Before this, nobody knew how to sell on Amazon. That's what it seemed like, at least that that's what yeah. I remember. It's been around for a while. Yep. Um, and uh, I said, okay, uh, my, I did some math. I said, okay, the course is $5,000. And, and the uh, referral fee, the commission to sign someone up was like 2,500. So in fact, I'm like, damn, my buddy's going to get 2,500 for signing me up. So I convinced him to give me $1,000 of the money that he got for the thing. So then I would only pay 4,000 and then his commission would be less. I'm like, okay, so $4,000 for the course. If I end up making 500 bucks a month on this, I'll make back my money. You know, if I ramp up to that in a year, maybe two years, I make back the money, probably it's worth it. And I had just gotten burned because a few months before that, I paid $2,500 to do an SEO course that was making me a millionaire doing SEO. And I failed and it took me like four months to make like a hundred bucks a month. And it was absolutely terrible, right? But I said, you know what? I'm not going to give up to try and do it, right? Just because one course didn't work for me doesn't mean you don't have a chance. So I went all in and my wife, I told my wife, hey, I want to sign up for this course and whatever. And she just said, okay, sounds good. Like she didn't give me doubts, but in her head, she's like, damn, this guy, he's going to like lose the money again. And this, but she's like, listen, I, like, why do I have to doubt him? Like, go ahead, try your stuff. We'll figure it out, whatever. You're like, $4,000 is not going to kill us. So I did it. And, you know, we launched the Lemon Squeezer was our first product, right? Our brand, uh, I named it after my mother. My mom is Zulai. So the brand is Zulai Kitchen. I followed the procedure, said this product looks amazing. It's a better product than everybody's out there. We tested it like crazy, this Lemon Squeezer. I, I promise you, we, we bought like 15 different Lemon Squeezers um, from different, we bought on Amazon, we bought from factories, we bought all different stuff. And I made a checklist how good it was, like how, how much it squeezed, uh, how good it looked, how easy it was to clean, how durable it was. I made like a little checklist from one to five, how good it was. And I did a blind test and we tested it. And this one like scored like off the charts and it turned out to be the cheapest one. It was crazy. It was so crazy. So how, how did you source that? Uh, Alibaba. Alibaba, um, you just ordered, right? I, I bought, man, I, I we spent weeks just talking to factory so, um, right now i just uh uh you know i just went on amazon and typed in you know lemon squeezer and you have the one and the number three spots so yep. that's pretty awesome you keep, i have more spots i probably got number four number six i, I got more i got uh, more I should, hopefully if uh, i only have two that's a problem i mean we're going down but we'll see yeah, but, yeah amazon has all their like you know they're highly rated and they're uh all these things are frequently bought together. Well, I bet Amazon kind of changes their whole like. Yeah, front. yeah, they change it too. But yeah, um, at least two of the top four, right? So that's that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's it's been going strong. But we did the test. We made sure it was a good product. Launched it, and we launched like May, April, or so. And I remember November, December, or so we were selling something like thirty or forty units per day. And uh, I mean, it just started taking off. I, I want to say in about a year and a half. We were the number one bestseller, maybe two years. And it was it was quite good. The margins were high. I got lucky. Let me actually let me tell you a quick story here on, on sourcing this. I but there there used to be a bug. I think Amazon fixed it. But there was a bug in the in the user interface on Seller Central where if you put in an ASIN, okay, and you put in a price, it told you the estimated fee and it used your your price instead of the sale price. I hope I'm not getting too technical, but like no, there's no, like no. a price and then there's a sale price, right? Yeah. So the sale price is actually what you're selling it for. 
and the your price is kind of whatever. Back in the day, Amazon, whatever price you put, they would just slash it through. You could put like a thousand dollars and they would slash it through and then put like sale 90% off, right? Yeah. I fell for that a few times. And again, in, in the courses, they teach you like, hey, put a price, the price, which might be against some like FTC laws and stuff like that. Um, and so Yeah, see, I feel like they've sh- they have changed that at times. Like uh, there's like, a, and, and they're even, um, I'm seeing a lot more, uh, if you reduce the price just like randomly, they'll put like this little red badge, say yeah. 50% or like lowest time, you know, like um, so, certainly something that you want to play with. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, uh, right now I'm seeing a for a $16.99 strike through and then the actual price is $16.95. <laughs> so a four, strike, a, four set, a four cent strike through. Uh, it, it's sometimes hard to get it to look how you want, but the strike through always help, helps, especially I like a strike through where like your, your top one is like say $19.99 and you're coming in at like Mm $16.99 because like Mm -hmm. when you anchor to that like $20 uh, mark, you know, everyone's like, oh, it feels very like realistic. Yes. Yes. And, and again, while you can't control it now, it's more real. Like now it's better because if you actually lower your price, they give it to you automatically before you just play with the stuff. Anyway, I was following the thing. We put the high price. I think I put like $29.99, but what it used to do, it give you the fee your FBA fee, the estimated fee would show on the your price, even if you never sold it at that price. So my fee showed something like $12 or something ridiculously high. And I was like, damn, I'm hardly going to make any money. But my actual price was much less. So I got tricked into thinking nothing was profitable because I was using this your price. Anyway, it's, uh, hopefully it makes sense. But it's yeah, essentially, no, no, no. yeah, essentially, I thought I was going to make like, no money, $1 or $2 on the unit because I was looking at the humongous fee. <laughs> and I was true. like, damn, I not, it's no, no margins, terrible this. And, and when I was sold it, I still thought that, but then more, more money started coming in and I don't understand yeah. it. I found out like a year later that I was making way more money than the fee showed. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So you're always good, I think, to estimate more fees than less, right? Because I think that product did so well because I cut out so many products assuming that the margin was zero. And if you assume that your fees are going to be way higher, you have a better chance of picking something that has actually a decent margin. Yeah. If you're starting at 40% margin versus 25%, that is a huge difference when you're selecting a product and um, you need a marketing budget uh, at this uh, right now. Like if you can't, you know, if if you're going to be one of those products, that's a race to the bottom, like good luck. Uh, Super interesting. And then you've, you, you've launched a lot of other products, but like that was actually really key to hear that you uh, were very diligent in your sourcing and were like, this is the best product. And mm-hmm. it turns out it's good enough margins. Um, and then you've, you know, kind of created a, a line of, of kitchen accessories. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I, I'll mention about the sourcing, just one little piece too, is this product, when I did the testing, this model, this type of model was like the 20th best on Amazon. Like it wasn't number one, this model. It's a two in one. It's actually patented and we actually have the the licensing for this patent. You can't just do this product. If you do it, you're, you're going to get shut down. So um, just know, but we we got into some legal trouble and but then we settled and anyway, long story. Okay, guys. But Here's the deal. I knew this product was way better than what was number one at the time. 
And I said, I will be doing a service to people if they buy this one instead of what's up there right now. And I can sell it for cheaper. So I, you know, there's people talk about like, hey, where's like, where's a good market? Where can we come in? Like, where can I take some market share, right? People think about numbers and about this. But if you actually think about, damn, what is that customer? What service can you do as a company? If you come in and you sell a yoga ball that looks exactly like the other yoga ball and your ads are a little bit better, have you done a service to anybody? I mean, I don't know. That's debatable, right? I'm not going to say no, but I said, this item is better. I'm going to bring it out of obscurity into number one spot. And I said that on day one, before we launched, I said, this is going to be the top one because it <laughs> freaking rocks. Yeah. And I, and I promise you friends buy it right now. They're like, I love your lemon squeeze or whatever. And I did, I made that happen, but I knew it would be actually a service. It would be useful. What, yeah. why do you exist as a company? It's not just to take money from Amazon. It's to do something that's going to provide a service. So anyway, that's something that people sometimes forget about, um, but it's very important. No, of course. Um, so then uh, let's jump into how, you know, after about doing this for about a year or two, how the economics get a little more challenging. Because like if you, if you buy more inventory, uh, uh uh, you know, the IRS is going to see that as like a profit to your business. Like, you know, your, your, uh, uh, your balance sheet is growing and um, they're going to tax you on that. And so, you know, whatever money you have left for yourself, um, well, that's going to the IRS. And so I come to be like, that's like, that's like my life. Like every, every year that we'd grow, like we, uh, there's a few years we grew from like, you know, 5 million a year to like 12 to like 20 mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. uh, Came with a pretty big tax bill, and yes. um, and you can't pay taxes with your inventory. Exactly, <laughs> and so yeah, like we we probably have to spend like months, like you know, to like plan around that. So yeah, so I would say that you know, when 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 it was just me, or not just me, it was me. We hired a person in Venezuela. I'm from Venezuela. Uh, my wife, you know, she, we were having babies around this time. Okay. So she was in and out, but, uh, she was very uh, important in putting this whole piece together. But when it was just a very small team, the economics made a lot of sense. We had an extremely high margin, uh, and things kind of worked out. Uh, and after we were selling quite a bit, uh, and I quit my job, I didn't quit my job. Even after we're selling tens of thousands. Uh, I, 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 we were up to $100,000 a month for several months until I said, I, I think it's a good idea for me to quit my job. And it probably wasn't a good idea at the time still uh, looking back at it, but like, I don't know. At that point. Well, sometimes you have to burn your boats, you know, you have to like uh, jump all in. Yeah. So uh, at that time, okay, let's go full time. What would you, what are you supposed to do? Quote unquote, when you're full time and it's your business and you're making money. You're supposed to hire people, right? Like that's that seems like the logical next step. So uh went on Indeed, hired a few people. Uh, I think we went from again nobody to like three or four people. Uh, and I thought, well, hey, we're selling so much. This everything's all good. And I had no software that actually showed me our profit, right? I only saw Seller Central. I opened it and I saw the sales, and I go, hey, we went from whatever hundred thousand to let's say hundred and thirty or something. And I go, that's amazing, like. $30,000 more, we should be able to handle this, no problem. But the issue was, I hired an ads person, a writer, uh, product. So I, I hired a bunch of people. And turns out, with a little bit more ad spend, right? We brought our ad spend from whatever 
from maybe, uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, right? But I'm guessing it was maybe 5% total ACoS, we call it, right? The total like market contribution, marketing contribution to like maybe 5 to 15 or something, right? And so it's like triple the ads. And you think, okay, well, fine. But the sales went up 30%. Like it shouldn't be a big deal. But when I looked at the numbers, I go, oh my gosh, we're losing money. Like I was making more money profit in my nine to five job than selling like over a million dollars on Amazon in a year. Like I'm, I was working for like a hundred dollars a day, which is like, you know, 36 grand. That was the, after the expenses, a hundred bucks. I go like, what am I doing? What is this? Like, ah, and so we had to like, well, be like, oh, slash fire or whatever, however you want to call it. Let go of people, try the ads. And then I got with my programmer buddy and I said, I need to understand this. What my, my ads person, they were doing Excel sheets, every change based on what we did, all sorts of crazy stuff. And it wasn't working and there was mistakes. And I said, I need a computer to do this. I need, I need you to coach something that's going to figure out my ads, not waste money. And again, that's when we started our software called Samurai Seller, where I had didn't have to hire a person. I had my code figure out Hey, when you're adjusting a bid, what date range are you looking at to adjust that bid? Because if you adjust your bid today and then you look at your last seven days tomorrow, you're going to say, hey, this is terrible, but you could have the new bid that's correct. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting technical, but yeah, the point is... Yeah, no, I, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I had spreadsheets galore, like everywhere. Because there's, there's a two or three terrible. day uh, settling of the data. And so, you know, that there like limits uh, advertising so much and your ability to like to, you know, day after day, like make adjustments. Um, I'm actually kind of impressed that you succeeded in, in, in your initial goal of like, uh, there's a lot of people that take on that challenge and then and bring on a developer and, you know, just there's just a disconnect. It's not easy to... Uh, uh, you know, make the program do exactly what you need it to do. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but I, I think I stopped you halfway through what you're saying. Oh, no, uh, I was saying that. Yeah. So we made we made the software. And and so, again, as, as you're saying, it's it was not easy at the beginning. Like we've come a long way. That was probably I want to say 2017 when it started. We're in 2022 now. Right. That's like four years and change, four and a half years. And, uh, you know, we're still improving it. We're still going, yeah, we have a good user base. We have a lot of, we have agencies, we have big companies, we have small companies. Um, our price point is extremely low, but I'm, the, the cool thing is that I don't have to make money from the software. Right now, the software itself, we, it makes less money than all the developers. Like it's well, actually negative. So, so this is Samurai Kit, uh, Samurai Seller. And I looked into it before and I got, you know, a comment that like, I think sells it. Um, so people on my audience may know that like, you know, I've used, I've, I've tested out a lot of different Amazon PPC tools. Currently use Perpetua. It's really expensive. And uh, the, one of the main reasons why we use it is because we, uh, you know, uh, Buyboxer has an agency of like really managing brands. And like, we have to like manage so many different campaigns and it just does things. But um, there definitely is a gap in the market for something that's very effective, that's also cost effective. Because most people here listening are probably not, you know, scaled sellers, like where they're like ready to spend, you know, thousands of dollars a month on a tool. Um, your tool, Aaron, was uh, much more. 30 to 20 bucks a month. 
Starting yeah. at 20 bucks a month. I mean, if you're, I, I believe if you spend up to $5,000 a month, which is, you know, roughly 170 bucks a day, uh, you're only going to spend 20 bucks, right? Yeah. So uh, extremely, I don't know another tool that's at this price point. And not only does it do ads, it also does your profit tracking. Yep. So uh, this is, I mean, not, it's not just because it's my tool, but I, there's no other tool that I log into every single day. This one I log in every single day because that margin if you're like, oh, I hired a person or hired two people or I hired, you know, a virtual assistant, uh, someone from, you know, Philippines or Venezuela or whatever, you add a payroll, you add an office, you add, you know, you double your ad spend, you increase your ad spend 10%. You don't know what that is. Some people never know, but most people know when their PL comes in, you know, they do the profit and loss and, and you have a podcast on profit and loss, which is fantastic. I think people should definitely uh, listen to it. But um, if you're looking at that profit and loss, you're late, right? If you made a change on the 5th, of let's say January, and you're looking at your profit and loss on 10 February, you may have lost like an entire month of profit. So Samurai Seller, you can see that the next day, how your profit and loss was, yep. your exact breakdown oh, tomorrow, right? Yeah. If you made a mistake. I need to do that. Uh, Christmas just changed. And so for my private label brand, we, uh, we, we adjusted some prices. We're like, okay, let's go back down. We, we don't have stock issues anymore. And uh, I'd like to see how that plays out and how like the advertising uh, uh, adjust that. So, um, you know, yeah, hey, it's open. <laughs> yeah. So super interesting. Uh, that's samurai, uh, seller. Now, um, let's finish. I want to just, you know, tell me a little bit more about Zule kitchen because you've launched more products. Um, this is a multi-million dollar a month brand. And, uh, so take us from the, uh, you know, achieving a million dollars a year to a million dollars a month. What were some of the key unlocks? You know, you launched a few more products. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, if I, I have a podcast, okay. Uh, like I have, you know, if you want to dive in deeper, I'll talk yeah, about it more yeah. in there. Like, because it's there's so okay, much to unpack, right? What's the, what's the name uh, of your podcast? Ecom leaders, right? Okay. If you search Aaron Cordova's, you'll find it or ecom leaders. Okay. But um really there was a bumpy road, right? Once I quit my job and I mentioned that, like we got into some 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 legal stuff. Uh we had issues with profitability. We all, all sorts of stuff happened, and then my wife was pregnant. It was like it was a really, really, really tough time, right? 2017. She's extremely hard. Sounds like my year right now. My wife's pregnant and like I've got too many business problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, um, uh, but then we you know we overcame that. And here's what happened. We went from, and again, I sometimes I'm very like weary about mentioning the numbers because someone got me scared. Like if you mention numbers and then you like sell a course, then like now you can get in trouble. So I sometimes I'm like, listen. This is not, I'm not giving you exact financial numbers. No, I'm not no, giving no, no, no. financial advice. I mean, guys, okay. We went from about 1.5 million to roughly 2.9 million. Okay. Um, and what happened that year, okay, we had launched four products. Okay. And when I looked at it, and I and and again, this is all take it with a grain of salt. This is me going from my memory. I'm not looking at a spreadsheet, right? Okay. But those four products, when I looked at it, I go, those four products generated $400,000 in revenue. So I go, four new products, 400,000. I go, what happens if we add, instead of four, we add like one a month, 
right? Or like maybe we had 12, right? Let's, uh, well, how, what does that happen, right? So we did 12. Or it might have been more crazy. And I said one every, one every weekday. I, I don't remember the, the trajectory here, but like basically I, I, I just, it was like, hey, from, from four, can, I think we might have gone to the 52, actually. I think from there I said, let's go from four. Can we do 52? I'm pretty sure that I, I don't, I, one a month seemed too, too conservative for me. So we went to one every uh, week, okay? And then next year, we beat that and we launched 75 products, okay? And we went from that 2.9 to like 8.7, okay? So it was, it worked. And like the math almost worked out. Like it was like the 52 products would have been like 5 million or something. And then it was about like, anyway, it worked out perfectly. But then I got like extremely, I don't know, uh, cocky or whatever you want to call it. I was like, let's go nuts. Instead of one every weekday, I'm sorry, instead of one every week, let's do one every weekday, okay? So I was going for 252 products, okay, the next year. And that was probably not a good idea, to be totally honest. <laughs> that was, uh, it's, uh, when, we, when we started doing that, we launched a ton of products, right? Because, by the way, there's a book I just have to recommend. It's called The Psychology of Money. Uh, and it talks about, like, if I would have read this, I would have probably not done this mistake. So I just, little plug there. But, okay. I was extremely just like on top of the world. I'm like, we just, we just went crazy. Let's just go nuts. And what happened when we launched all these products, we got payment terms with the suppliers. We did all sorts of leveraging loan. We went crazy. And then around that time, Amazon started putting restrictions on the launches. And they said, you could only have 200 units coming into Amazon. Well, the way that I did the exact math, I was like, this product should come in. We run some ads. It should be profitable on like week four then it can pay off its own payment by the time, you know, we sell out this much. Like it was all built on a stack of cards that was ready to collapse. And when the freight went from, you know, $3,000 a container to like $20,000, $30,000 a container, the limits went from unlimited inventory to 200 units. And then you would sell the 200 units in a day, two days, three days. And they'd say, good, you could send in another 200. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just sold 203 days. I need to send in a thousand and they wouldn't do it. So all these things hit at once and we got into freaking trouble again. Um, but again, look, we look, we've been at it. We, we're, hey, we're, we're up now, hey, but like you see these posts, you, I, you, I make these posts. You know posts. how I trust you? Well, like what, what builds trust in the way that you talk is you talk about your problems. <laughs> you like, you're like, because any entrepreneur, like you're going to hit some, like there's something in the way that like, you know, uh, I, I see it. I mean, like, like I'm super impressive brand. And, um, I would actually argue that, uh, really, uh, there's a lot of, like, there's not a lot of risk. You've, you've, you've created some moats and, uh, interesting. Uh, I mean, we, I, I could talk a lot longer, but like, thanks for like, you know, like saying like, it's not all like sun and roses and like, like that you, you hit some problems when you tried to scale and, and you had some financial trains that were moving and like, they could, you know, sometimes like, uh, and, and then like the last two years happened, you know? Yes. Yes. It was, it was, uh, the free, the restrict, the, the restrictions on Amazon, it literally, here's the thing I, and I'll tell you, you when you get successes sometimes it gets to your head right because I said listen there's these restrictions 200 units I said no one else is going to be launching right 
So kind of follow that Warren Buffett thing, like be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy, right? And I said, well, nobody's going to be launching. I'm going to be the only one launching. It's going to be a walk in the park. <laughs> it wasn't, right? Um, and that's why I put these posts with these margins and the stuff. And it's like, hey, when you grow high, and, and again, I know that the margins are different in reselling and private label. Typically speaking, reselling is going to have a much lower margin, right? And yeah. so um, it's going to be tougher. But private label, if you grow too much, it's gonna, you're going to have a similar problem, right? If you're growing really fast, especially if you're putting out capital for new products. Yeah. And I also, I just have to recommend, like when we made a bunch of money, we then also took out loans and just got extra leveraged instead of good paying off that's taking off the yeah. leverage. Do it. You know, we did the opposite I, of what we should have done. I know what got, that looks like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but hey, look, I, I like, here's the thing. I put that post and some people wrote to me like, hey, like, what do you mean? Like, I thought selling on Amazon was good. I'm like, selling on Amazon is amazing. It's a blessing, but it's like anything. It's like anything. There's going to be some issues and you have to be prepared for it. Because if you get a picture of a guy on the beach and he said, I'm going to sell on Amazon passive income. Okay, I know some people that have done that. They get to their first one million, one and a half million, and then they stop working on it and they stay at one and a half million for three years and they are on the beach. If that's what you want, just know you're not going to sell $10 million, probably, right? So you kind of have to pick where you're going to go. If you're going to get to a huge, massive business like you have, Scott, it's not going to be, you know, 99% chance it will not be passive income. It's yeah. a job, it's work. And if you take it on as work, oh. And you um, take it on as your duty, you can make millions. So um, I already can paint the picture of what happened when you um, quit your job and started focusing on this full time. There was a lot of skills that you had to pick up. And uh, I can see when I look at some of your uh, products, I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys have like really like figured out some of the, the graphic design, the photography, the, the supply chain, the finance, like uh, very impressive. And like... Uh, you know, this makes it, uh, I'll, I'll tune into your podcast and uh, hear a little bit more about the, sto the story, but um, this is, it, it is awesome to connect and to kind of see, uh, I mean, to, to tie in what you said on LinkedIn about how, you know, some of the challenges, like this is like a full-time job and you really do have to like learn things to, um, so to, to where you are now and like, you know, I, I don't like you have so much of your wealth tied into this business. You're not going to feel wealthy at all until you like are able to um, exit. And um, I, so uh, pretty cool. And thanks for, you know, being transparent and honest. This was, this was an awesome, awesome uh, conversation. One of those that makes me like, feel like, uh, Super glad that I'm still doing podcasts two years into it. Like you were like, I really do like get inspired and learn. So, um, yeah, no, I, listen, you're, you're a huge inspiration. I, I really love that you have these conversations and it's just a great example of like the, one of the ways that, you know, we stay on top of it as a company, I, our, our employees listen to your podcast. You know, they also listen to my podcast. There's your podcast. Like we get, listen, this is not something that you could learn five years ago and do the same thing and be winning yeah. and be successful today. Oh, you totally. got to stay on the ball. Like, yep. you know, like Tom Brady, he didn't like, Hey, I know how to do football. And he just sat on his ass. He probably has been training every day for like decades. Right. And like, you know, and, and when you get better, it gets more fun. Um, so uh, I'm all in because like, you know, I've probably done, you know, 
30, 40 experiments, five to 10 of them have worked. Some of them have failed. And like, uh, Tom Brady's probably made some experiments that, that failed, but like, he just got better. And he, you could tell he's 44. He's still having fun. Um, right. so, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> there's a great quote. Uh, it's a Jeff Bezos. I mean, look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy of Bezos. The guy, the guy definitely has done something incredible. He's changed the way people shop. He's changed so many things. There's some haters. And I go, listen, have you ever met the guy? Anyway, it's fine. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> here's the deal. He says, if you have a chance to 100X your money, okay, at a 10% chance, you should take the risk every time. Okay. Something like that, right? I might have watched the quote, but like, it makes sense, right? On Amazon, if you launch 10 products and your 10th one is the one that succeeded, that 10th product, it could 100x your initial investment. There are countless stories, right? And I, and I was talking to a guy who um, uh, actually sold like a humongous company. I, I want to say it was a, a, a nine-figure exit. And then he's having trouble like launching on Amazon right now. And he's like, hey, it's much harder now than it was like five years ago. I'm like, sure. He's like, yeah, the chance might be 50-50 now. So I don't know if I recommend it to people. I go, listen, 50-50 chance. If you have a 50-50 chance, you can 100X your money. That's something you should take. Don't put all your life savings. Don't put your next month's mortgage on it. But like, again, I like this quote. If you could 100X at a 10% chance, you should take that chance every time. You do it 10 times, you're likely going to be, again, 10 times more rich, more wealthy, more productive, more happy than you are now because you're doing something valuable. And so. That's, that's people have to understand risk to know, yes, it is not a walk in the park, but if you have a 10% chance, trust me, there's people that have hundred extra money time and time and time and time again. So anyway, there you go. All right. Well, Hey, thank you, Aaron. Um, well, uh, super, you know, super impressive what you've done and your background, you know, there's some parallels to mine. I started in programming still into Amazon programming, but Amazon selling, it's a, it's a fun game. And uh, so if you guys want to like learn more, he's got a podcast and uh, definitely can recommend a, a tool like uh, Samurai Seller. That's for, um, you know, I, I'm in the SaaS game and like you learn, like if, if you can like hit a different like price point, uh, there's like an advantage to it. And I've been looking for like a very inexpensive option. So this very easy to recommend what you've got. And uh, I'm going to give it a test out because I think I like I liked what I saw in the day to day profitability. Um, well, that uh, wraps up uh, today's episode. Thanks, Aaron, for coming on, and uh, uh, stay tuned. And I'll uh, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast and have a good 2022 of sell year of selling. All right, take care. One, two, three. Yeah!